So why did the lady knock on? Dude, the, everyone. Why did the doors. lady knock on the refrigerator door? Wait, what? I don't know. What is this? Bad joke. <sighs> because it might be a salad dressing. Emotional damage. Why do why do divers fall out of the boat? Backwards? I'm just gonna see myself out. Yeah. <laughs> why do divers fall out of the boat backwards? Well, because if they fell forward, they'd be in the boat. <laughs> that was a real dad joke, right there. This episode of the All About Nothing podcast is brought to you by GOT Sound Studio. GOT Sound Studio offers a variety of experiences. Music, voice, and instrumental recording and production, video, and still photography. GOT Sound Studio has all of your media needs met. Owned and operated by Dominique Stewart, the Neek the Geek, experienced artists as well as up-and-coming will find everything they need to create. Bring your media needs to one of the most talented producers and engineers in the business, Neek the Geek. You can find details by visiting gotsoundstudio.com or calling 803-243-2302. You can also find links in the Friends of the Pod section of our website. Visit theallaboutnothing.com. Hey everyone, I am Barrett Gruber, host of the All About Nothing podcast. And because you listen to my show, you know that our family grows with every guest. And one of our family has had a tragedy in their family that could use our help. Friend of the show and podcaster, The Diligent Dabber, host of The Dad Who Dabs, recently suffered a house fire. Now, the damage is described as mostly exterior and attic, but the fire took out the electricity, which now requires they live in a nearby hotel. This family of four, Diligent Dabber, his wife, and two boys, 6 and 11, and they're in need of help, and I'm asking for everyone's assistance. Please visit their GoFundMe page through this address, barrett.gr slash helpthedabber. Regardless of the amount, it all helps to get this family back into their home. Again, barrett.gr slash help the dabber. Every single bit helps. Thank you very much for letting me interrupt. Recorded live from the Maddie Johnson Podcast Studio at GOT Sound Studio in Columbia, South Carolina. This is the All About Nothing Podcast. The views expressed on this program are the opinions of the host. Some content and subject matter may not be appropriate. Listener discretion is advised. Listeners are encouraged to follow the show at theallaboutnothing.com for links to social media and more. Listeners can call the show at 803-672-0533. Thank you for listening. All right, welcome back to another episode of the All About Nothing podcast. Barrett Gruber, Trent Clark, Zach King, and we are joined this week by Bill Kilmer, who is the Democratic nominee from South Carolina's House District 13. Welcome, Bill, to the show. Welcome, Bill. Also, thank you, thank you. Welcome you guys back to the show. Oh, man. I forgot what your faces look like. Same. Bill, I didn't know what yours looked like. I'm just, I'm just sitting here wondering which one of you I'm going to catch COVID from today. <laughs> that is... That, <laughs> They're all pointing at each other. <laughs> I can't... Why did you point to me? I don't know. I just wanted to point to somebody. I pointed you because it looked like you just got those shoes, and it looks like <laughs> the person that sold them to you probably had COVID. I've had these shoes for quite a while. Oh, okay. I'm kind of yeah, Fauci came medicine. out and said, "Look at the shoes." He's a, he's a, <laughs> That's a lot of hate. That guy's got that guy's got the COVID shoes. Okay, I'm gonna have to ask. What impression was that? I was trying to Joe Biden. Oh, oh, oh! I see. You should have definitely hunted that one. That's the guy. I remember his shoes. He sneezed in my face. So. Bill's here, of course. Uh, to uh, we're going to discuss your campaign, Bill, uh, Bill, Greenwood, Bill, Bill. Uh, the, as far as like the district uh, you're going to be representing, uh, and uh, some of the issues. Um, if you don't mind, 
I'm going to catch up with these guys. Uh, what have you guys done for the summer? Man, I've been watching this Hunter Biden go crazy. Wait, <laughs> so media- hold on. Crazy? No, Hunter Biden's videos crazy? out. Have you not been seeing them? <laughs> no. Twitter's. I don't care about Are Hunter Biden. I went blind after seeing Madison Cawthorn's video. So, so there's no video after that. Nah, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad, man. There's, I'll be honest. There's no video better than watching. Uh, uh, is, uh, who's the Who's the guy? Uh, the The senator from uh, Wisconsin or Missouri, the one who went Josh running. Holly. Yeah, Holly. Watching Holly run through the halls of Congress. Yeah. And then oh uh, on Fox Business or Fox News Sunday, he was uh, uh, whoever it is. Um, Liz Cheney was on with uh, Brett Baer. And like he, she alluded that they have so many videos of him running through the hallways, which makes sense because the whole place is covered in security cameras. But like, so I, I, I wish there was one video of him like running to each door and just it's locked. So he's like, I can't get out. how much do you want to bet? That's the only reason why they started these hearings because they knew they had that video. And they're like, okay, now we need to have a plausible reason. Tell we him. need to come up with some other story why we're going to show this video here on day eight. <laughs> the Buffalo man chasing him with the spear and stuff. Yeah. Well, I saw somebody. I, you know those? Uh, the I think it's a it's it's a circle thing that the like a a kaleidoscope sort of thing but um that you spin it has a light inside it but it has cutouts in it and those cutouts wind up making like a running horse or something like that uh, somebody did like, that to josh holly <laughs> back see, in the day you uh, see him prancing pictures. through yeah, yeah. Oh, someone needs to take that video and do that aha take on me yeah oh yeah you know you know with that, that uh, animation drawing yeah. you know yeah. if they do that on his video i would watch it nonstop. <laughs> i'd make a gif and just have that the whole time oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. definitely yeah. gotta do that the uh the january 6 hearings have been uh quite entertaining and you know what's funny is that almost all of it is what i assumed like i i assumed that trump was you know the head honcho in charge of of this and and pretty much that's where the evidence seems to point directly the screaming match that whole reveal oh yeah in the, in the oval office and with, that basically bout came to blows the with, whole time and it was with it started Sydney. in the car though oh no oh, I'm, are you talking about the one where they were planning no yeah where they're like go, they were in like the oval office and yeah and went to the upstairs mm. one and then like yeah they had to make rudy giuliani leave yeah. and then follow him and to make sure he didn't come back in the white house <laughs> he's like sir not only are you just loud you're sweating your hair dye ever correct it's really nasty you shake your head when you scream and it's just splattering the walls it's of a the slipping hazard <laughs> but hey, yeah. not to brag or nothing but yesterday is not a hard word for me that's the- <laughs> I, i'm not showing off but just stating the facts i can say it just fine same as wesnes day you know <laughs> wesnes- <laughs> nickler Feb- February. 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 Feb- yeah. Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. No, that's uh it's uh I, I, I have to ask though, and I don't have the audio from it because uh when they were recording that as far as like the day after and Trump what was the thing he kept why did he kept emphasizing the word vote? You know, that was the last thing he said was why does he do anything that he does? Okay, fair. But <laughs> Yeah, why and Trump in the same sentence and you're going to get an answer? <laughs> Not, because it could. We, we've set the bar so high, mm. we can't ask why. I want a herd of water buffaloes to pull a sled like Santa down the Pennsylvania Avenue. Okay, we're not going to do that. I'll choke you. <laughs> well, your summer's not over. You got a beach trip planned. Yeah, I do, man. Thank God. And 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 I'm Sheesh. sure you're going to hit the lake a few more times. Yeah, I went to a And I'm a little show. jealous. Which part? That I'm not getting invited to this lake. Oh, dude, I'm on a boat. I'm sir. getting invited to the lake. And uh, I don't you have, have friends. Room. No, you have friends. Trent, you don't get on boats. Anyway. Yes, I do. I just don't get off of them. <laughs> 
We're right. a liability, sir. Liability? No, you're a liability if you don't have a life jacket. I just want to point out, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, Zach has literally not changed the camera view once. Because he doesn't. Know, you know. <laughs> it's new. <laughs> new to you. I went to a rock show. For the for just, just to point out, I was actually going to let Trent handle that. He said that already, but you just took my job. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> You're employed now, so <laughs> look, I may be the guest and all, but I'll run it if you need. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, Bill, Bill's here. Uh, we're going to discuss your campaign. Uh, let me ask you first: How many people would you, will you be representing in uh, the 13th district of South Carolina? There are 40,000 plus residents in That's a, District 13. Um, 32,000 some voters. Yeah. Twenty some thousand households. That's uh, that's actually a significant number. I didn't. I didn't. I guess well, in my most head, of the I didn't districts imagine are balanced that. that way. So thirty two thousand voters is kind of what you'll see after Standard. redistricting. Mm-hmm. All the districts are around there, give yeah. or take. Okay. okay. So they did some rebalancing. Um, when uh, that, I guess that was the twenty twenty census. Yeah. They so um, I, I assume then that uh, the district is not is not mapped fairly, yeah, or your 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 district is mapped fairly. Or for one party versus the other, based on how South Carolina does their districting. Yeah, the the the, the lines are weird. Yeah, um, but you know what? The geography isn't the only detail. You know the, yeah. the lines you draw. So it's it's a good enough um, district. I've got no complaints in it. I live in it. I know a lot of good people in it. I'm I'm gonna show yeah. everybody. This is what his district looks like. Oh, it's pretty close to Abbeville. Yeah. I said I said it was. So it carves out the city of Greenwood yeah. entirely. So mm. so the city of Greenwood goes to District 12. Right. And then you follow that line all the way to McCormick County. So that's under District 12 with Representative Ann Parks. The rest of Greenwood, um, of the far reaches, uh, is District 13 plus a little bit of Lawrence County across yeah. the lake. Is yeah. this the result of gerrymandering? Because it would have been easy to just go look at that. <laughs> yeah, it, it would have, um, but it would have killed Ann Parks as well, possibly. She's over um, here in District uh, 12? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she's over here in District 12, and which is it, inside Greenwood, I guess, is, right. is more favorably so, black. So the redistricting really didn't do much change. So that's what it looked like yeah. the last 10 years yeah. for the most part. Um, the lakeside became more into 13. It used to be in part of Lawrence's district uh, along the lake. Yeah. And then I got a little bit of Lawrence there, and then a little bit more of the city expanded went to 12 as a trade gotcha but really a slight shifting of the lines there wasn't a major redistricting there but it really is a weird cookie looking shape it is. <laughs> I, said, I said it's the most i said yeah. it's the most demonic looking uh pac-man i've ever seen right. in my yeah, entire definitely. life uh, abba abba, right. abba. Hey, from this way it's a guy with a nose oh. <laughs> <laughs> now we're just throwing oil at it coming out with what we think give me a pen <laughs> uh yeah so um so Judd Larkin's uh, hometown is in in your in your district. He is ninety six boy. Yeah, um, that's uh, we we had Judd on the show and and enjoyed his company. Yeah, we like Judd. Yeah. He used to play ninety six in um, high school. Oh no, no he, middle school when I went to um, Mid Carolina. Oh, you uh, played ninety six ninety six middle school. Yeah, like the <laughs> elementary school. The, all of them. As a college <laughs> player, he would go to play the middle school. <laughs> yeah. uh, 96 Mid- has some bad 90, ass I, I remember scores. 96. <laughs> Bring them kids. <laughs> I definitely remember 96. Uh, your opponent, uh, John McCravey, oh. is in his third. Uh, this is his third term, correct? It be his third. Uh, yeah, he ran his first attempt. He got primaried and lost to the yeah. incumbent then. Yeah, I saw that. Successful the second and third time around. So this will be his um, fourth attempt running in his third term if he wins. Uh, it. Just based on what I can find uh, when I Google it, but um, 
as far as uh, what happened in the campaign, the most recent campaign, um, I can't remember what the woman's name was, and I wrote it Denise down. Denise Waldrop. Waldrop. Yep. Um, what happened with her campaign? I mean, 70% is, is a pretty big margin. Yeah, so you, you look at the breakdown. It was 27 to 71%. Yeah. And uh, it was the same in 2016 as well, and the same in 2018. Yeah. Right, so the numbers are pretty much consistent. Um, and, and I was part of that. So, you know, as a side job, in addition to running for office and having a full-time job and family, I'm also the chair of the Democratic Party of Greenwood. Gotcha. So I got a, uh, a very good behind-the-scenes view of those campaigns. They ran good campaigns. Okay. They strong messaging, um, but they played nice. Ah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They played nice. And, right. and you may know the name Senator Floyd Nicholson. Yeah. He got railroaded out of there with some very nasty, underhanded uh, campaigning mm-hmm. on behalf of McCravey, even though McCravey wasn't running against Floyd. That's Senate versus House. Yeah. But McCravey stands behind Senator Billy Garrett. Okay. And ran his campaign for him. It was I call it the McCravey machine. Yeah. And uh, just some of the nastiness, the worst mailings that went out, pack money flowing in, dark money you couldn't trace, mm. and it just painted Floyd in a bad light. And he threw Trump into the mix. Oh, yeah. And and he you know this is Floyd Nicholson's a, a saint, he really is. I mean, mm-hmm. just the nicest guy in the world. Worked hard. He he bled Greenwood. Yeah, did so much, and we lost a lot yep. uh, when he lost that seat. But he refused to get dirty. Yeah. Uh, that's not Floyd's nature. He mm-hmm. says, you know, I'm I'm going to go to sleep at night comfortable by running a good solid campaign. He never fought back. The previous people who ran against McCravey were somewhat the same way. They ran yeah. very nice campaigns, and I said, well, look. Win or lose, I'm not going to do the same thing. Right. right. So we've already got some data points of what doesn't work. Now, I'm not going to run a mean campaign. I'm not into mudslinging. But I am into using facts sure. and figures and, and the truth right. as weapons. Right. Because I can stand behind those all day long. You know, yeah. and They speak for themselves, and I'm not afraid to wield it. Plus, I have nothing to lose. Yeah, of course. You know, if I don't win, I still go back to my job and everything, and, and I still work with the Democratic Party, and I'll still fight the good fight yeah. every day. Yeah. There's nothing he can do to me. Yeah. Uh, so I have no fear you of You bring the uh, truth to cuss. Yes. Yeah. What What have you found in McCravey's uh, <clears throat> uh, experience as, as being a representative for your district? What, what have you found that he has lacked in the most? Oh, a brutal honesty. Yes. He's lacked in. You know, he, he's a guy who will say anything to support his extreme views, even if it's built on nothing. nothing yeah. You know, so I'll give a perfect example. Uh, critical race theory. This guy has got it hard for critical race theory for some reason. He got the marching orders from on high from sure. some sort of national coalition. He didn't think of this himself. No. And then he became the world's greatest outspoken proponent. He's never read a book on the subject. <laughs> He doesn't know the 1619 project from the, from a hole in the ground. He doesn't know any of that. Right. That's that's so, ironic you mentioned that. I'm reading that right now. So did I. Okay. So, uh, you know, what's all the hubbub about? Read it and find out yeah. for yourself. So we can talk about that specifically. But he puts a post out on Facebook uh, where he uh, posts an article from Fitz News. So you're familiar with that source. Mm-hmm. And it was about the John De La Howe School of Agriculture in McCormick. And somebody got an aha moment where they took a a camera mm-hmm. and showed this uh, PowerPoint presentation up on this big screen that had uh, diversity and race and religion and a grid and, you know, oppression and all that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And McCravey's headline was, they told us critical race theory was not being taught to our students. Here's proof. Mm. I was like, well, gosh, you know, they got proof. <laughs> well, let's read the article and find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What it was, 
was a faculty training event. You know, so I used to be a teacher. Yeah. You go through faculty training for a week or two weeks or whatever, and there's a whole mess of topics you cover. And even back in the 90s when I taught, I had to go through diversity training because sure. I'm going to experience families and cultures I had no experience, experience with before. Yeah. Right. So let's just open our minds and be aware of it. But right. it wasn't critical race theory. Anyhow, the article itself said it was faculty training, not taught to our students, faculty training. Well, he didn't have to read. He saw a picture and then... <laughs> That's it. Just assume. Yeah. That's it. So he, and it's in the classroom. It's, it's, gotta got, be. it's got words like diversity. So so that's where where honesty, you know, and he was called out on it in the comments because mm. I, I called him out on it. Yeah. And, you know, he comes back and says, 1619 is fake history. That was his retort. When I quoted the article saying it was not taught to students, yeah. his retort was, look over here, a squirrel. Yeah. You know, and building, yeah. building a straw man out of a squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's nuts. And so, so the whole platform that he goes by is just based on complete dishonesty and disregard for the facts. So they hold these hearings in Columbia all day long. Let's bring in testimony. Everybody right. line up, sign your name. We're going to have expert after expert speak. Not a single word gets through those ears. Right. Unless it's a pastor or somebody that shares his beliefs. Yeah. But otherwise, when a doctor speaks or a teacher speaks or an educated professional speaks, yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, and he's been shown that that kind of BS works for, for so does. many. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was just awful. about I was about to ask him, um, as far as like mudslinging, like what do you think is taking it too far as far as campaigning? For me personally, or just or in just general, like seen. what do you look down upon? Like, okay, you don't have to take it there, like like attack ads and stuff. Yeah, like because they get pretty nasty when it comes to, you know, gets close to that. He believes his dog outside in ninety eight <laughs> degree weather. I've actually yeah. seen that headline. <laughs> well, that's what I'm I don't. Saying. That was a that was an actual headline. <laughs> I want to say it was a it was a candidacy in in Florida, but there was a there were there was a candidate who went on to a newspaper editorial, wrote an article about how his opponent. Leaves his dog outside in the sun with no shade. Yeah, and it's like, okay, if a dog's in a car, he tries to get the window up. Which I, don't don't get me wrong. I think that's awful. Yeah, it is. You know, if, if if all that's true, then that's something that that he needs to take care of. But that doesn't sound like a campaign slogan. <laughs> it has or, nothing to do with the fact of the matter. You know, I, I family. I I figure people's families are probably off the yeah. off the card. I don't, I don't know. They, it's pretty bad. <laughs> I, I can't see him coming after family. That's yeah. Mr. You know, head of the family caucus isn't going to go uh, after yeah. family. What he's going to do is probably show aborted fetuses and then slap my face in the mix as if I'm doing the procedure. That's what I can see him doing. Oh, yeah. Like put your face on a, like a, edit your face on like a doctor doing the procedure. Like, yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is him taking out. Wait, but that's what they did to Floyd Nicholson was the mailings and it was all about Floyd wants to kill your babies. Wow. You know, that, that was their campaign and it, it had the effect plus with Trump drawing out the numbers he did, yeah, he didn't yeah. stand a chance. Right. That's uh, so. Just to just to mention your uh, your background. Sure. Um, bachelor's in physics and mathematics at Drew uh, University. I, I I I studied and applied mathematics. Hey. So uh, I, math- I liked you for a reason. <laughs> well, then then I was like, oh, there's radio. Uh, <laughs> Parents like, oh, too many numbers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, master's is uh, master's of science in physics and a master of arts in teaching. Uh, from Binghamton University in New York. Binghamton also is where the ponies play, which is where Rumble Ponies. Yeah, that's where uh, that's where Tebow went to after uh, yeah. after he got oh, he, got the boot. Got too he, big for well, the fireplace. Well, I, he he found good graces in the Mets organization to move him up after he got tortured. We want to sell, sell shirts too. <laughs> yeah, facts. Everybody was like, "Yo, 
Oh, they're Bring still they're Bring still selling those Tebow jerseys. Yeah, you walk through you walk through the uh, the the sale the, the the shop at the Fireflies games. Still they still, they still have Tebow jerseys. Oh, I might have to get one then. Y'all tripping? I want to say they even got pinstripes. Y'all tripping? <laughs> I had to get one. Um, Tebow, nothing. <laughs> you also taught college and high school. I did. That's that's experience. How I think that that, that makes college, that's a that's a big deal when it comes to uh, when it comes to the who's who's in these campaigns now. Lisa Ellis is a teacher running against. Weaver, who I'm not actually certain what it is she did up until the point she started campaigning, uh, and that's not that's not me knocking her. I mean, I, I you don't have a teaching her, background, fine. you know. You don't need a teaching background to be superintendent, I guess. No, <laughs> which <laughs> but, is crazy. Uh, in 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 your experience, I, I assume then, based on the what I've read, that that schooling and education is is one of your primary uh, foundations that you're running when. You know, I grew up in the era. Of Dead Poets Society, yeah, Mr. Right. Holland's Opus, Stand oh, and Deliver. Well, we're not man. That, I was we're not that far separated. I, I was I was yeah. inspired. So when I um, when I went off to college, my interest was math and physics. That's what my double major was. But I wanted to teach it. I wanted to be Bill Nye the Science Guy. Okay, so that's, that's, what that's I why I said Bill, Bill, Bill <laughs> before he sold out to the oil industry. Yeah, man, damn but it, I, Bill. I'm looking, looking that bo before oil, uh, Bill. That's who I wanted to be. So you yeah, be I, went, Bill. I, I went when we were in fifth grade, Bill. Yeah, right. I want that version. So yes, yes, education has always been absolutely a passion of mine. Um, teaching was was what I wanted to be when I grew up. Uh, but weird things, you, you, what you study for for seven years it may not necessarily be what you end up doing for a living. So no, that's been, fact. Were your parents to, teachers? They are not. Nope. No, my my parents were. You know, they had me when they were nineteen, so they didn't okay. get to do much of anything except raise <laughs> kids. Yeah. You know, my dad worked jobs. My mom was seven eleven. Yeah. Um, but you fast forward. I'll tell you this fun fact. You don't know. My mom's a doctor now. Okay. Wow. She actually went to college the same year I did. No way. And wow. uh, well, actually, no, she she started community college my senior year of high school. In gotcha. fact, she made me take some classes with her. So we we were we took a class in college bio on Saturdays, and over the summer we took chemistry. Mm-hmm. We were lab partners. Me and mom. Oh, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. That? That's awesome. But she went on. Probably uh, had some hot girl in the class. I'm like, mom, I want to work with her, not you. Mom. <laughs> 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 no, that, not that. Not that uh, so you fast forward, and my mom worked worked her way through. Got a three nine seven GPA. Wow. Uh, the only class she didn't get an A in was physics. <laughs> uh, full ride to medical school and can, became a doctor of osteopathic medicine in her mid forties. Can you wow. imagine? Can you imagine Thanksgiving and Christmas visits? We're like, remember that? Uh, remember that that time I did better than you in physics? <laughs> yeah. You got the three point nine seven GPA. That so is, I brought right. you in this world. I'll take you out. Yeah. <laughs> right. But you talk about two self-made people. You know, it was yeah, that's awesome. to work from from seven eleven to gas stations. Yeah. And, um, yeah. My dad since passed. My mom's retired. She's still alive, and uh, you know, love him to death. But they instilled a sense of moral ethics in me. Yeah. yeah. Just, Absolutely. You know, my dad gave me the sense of humor. My mm. mom gave me the guilt. And, uh, <laughs> The two are constantly battling oh each other out. Absolutely, <laughs> Italian Italian mother, man. Yes, sir. Nothing's going to be. Nobody's going to be able to question my moral code because my mom will come out and slap you. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. He is quite literally hitting on on virtually all of my mother's characteristics. <laughs> Sorry, mom. But because their their last name was Zorzi, and and Zorzi is uh, an Italian Austrian. It, it straddles the border. Uh, okay. But uh, yeah, the 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 humor and the guilt and. Anyway, <laughs> before I dig my hole any deeper, um, when it comes to business in in Greenwood in, in your district, um, what what are we looking at as far as like it, it, construction, industrial? Uh, is it is it mostly tourism with the lake that close? 
Yeah, no, there's no doubt the lake is big, um, but probably the number one industry in Greenwood is healthcare. Okay. So be- between Carolina Health Center, Self Memorial, they've got you know pretty much a, a, a their their tendrils are in everywhere. So yeah. There's there's a, I would say the healthcare is probably the biggest employer in that area. Wow. When uh, as far as uh, what is. Uh, the roads and things in Greenwood, because I know a lot of campaigns, people discuss the infrastructure of, of how are how are the roads being taken care of right now in Greenwood? You know, I'm going to be the one guy that says it's not been that bad. I yeah. mean, but then again, my perspective is learning to drive in New Jersey. So <laughs> yeah. New Jersey is one big pothole. Yeah. So I come to South Carolina and like, oh, the roads are terrible. And I see the memes on TikTok, you Correct. know, going from North Carolina to South Carolina. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was funny. That hit me up this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, there's bad areas. The roads from those parts, this is my personal, you know, experience. And I'm sure maybe other counties have a different story, but it's not been terrible where I would put that as the number one priority we need to be looking at. Yeah. Like I mentioned, uh, I used to ride my motorcycle from Lexington to Greenwood yeah. just on you know, to go up there and, and see the lake and then ride back and whatnot. And, and it was, I can imagine that the, the closer you get to the lake, the roads are going to be a little bit nicer. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, there's when, no, I'll tell you what's funny. Farther away you, from the lake is yeah, probably when it gets worse. You will see a sign that says road no longer maintained by state. And then uh, that's yeah. where it gets bumpy. Yeah. And it's literally, you can see the dividing line yeah. of where, you know, the state employees turn around and say, all right, we're done. Yeah, that's it. When they redistrict and, and grabbed the, the west side of Lake Greenwood, mm-hmm. um, what was, uh, I, I, I can assume what the demographic is, but how many homes did they actually like actual homes? Do you know if they, pulled in when they when they redistrict and pulled that in oh it was certainly thousands it was thousands yeah, okay yeah i was just curious because i it, you know if i i think of like uh like lake murray they don't have you know the the homes are pretty spread out as far as that but i guess the neighborhoods oh, no. and whatnot it, it, it's it's golf clubs it's yeah. country clubs it's houses it's, it's a lot of money that's up and down that lake oh yeah, yeah. um how are how, you know and we can get into this uh more into the second half uh of the episode but um when it comes to campaigning, what sort of response are you getting um, as far as you're now the guy that's coming in to try and beat uh, uh, the incumbent? Yeah, it's uh, it's not something I'm going to win in the traditional sense. You know, send out some mailers, put up a newspaper ad, get the book. You're not going to win that way. The only way I'm going to win this is the door-to-door because yeah. I need people to get to know me. Right. And uh, once they, they talk to me, they, they see I'm not – a radical leftist, which is what I'm going to be portrayed of course, as. Of course, yeah. I'm a middle-aged white guy, upper middle class, mm. who's worked his way through, is educated, right. and he, he can string a couple sentences together. <laughs> uh, and I'm not out there chanting and waving and burning flags or any of that stuff. And mm. I'm just talking facts, yeah. saying, listen, you know, the, the, the way things are now, the current legislators have failed the state miserably. Mm. If you go to my website, Kimler for Sanity SC, and that's the number four, because I am a fourth, by the way, in terms of my name. Oh, wow. I am, I'm a fourth. Uh, and my son's a fifth. So okay. I, I have to put that keep out there just because I don't know any other fifths but popes and kings. <laughs> Did you tell your son, you got to keep it going. That's right. You got to keep it going. But when I look at the numbers, so I'm a numbers guy, I'm a data guy, I, I don't get passionate just based on anecdotes. I want to look things up, I want to validate them. And the numbers in South Carolina are below pathetic. Yes. And if you go to my website, you will see a, a South Carolina legislative scorecard where I start to detail things out like where does South Carolina rank in terms of uh, mother and baby care, maternal care. We got a rating of an F from yeah. March of Dimes. 
pathetic. You know, how are we doing on STDs? <laughs> you know, F compared yeah. to other states. Yeah. You know, and these are just cold numbers that you can't dispute that while the current leaders in the, the state house are focused on four transgender students over six years, you know what? You may not like them. Okay. I get it, but you're focusing on that. Meanwhile, we got 360,000 children in this state below the federal poverty line. Right. Now you tell me why we're not having an ad hoc committee spending all summer on that issue mm. is Reach. beyond me. Right. Yeah. So the priorities are upside down. And, right. and that is what I aim to be as a data evangelist. And I want to just wake some people up to the numbers that these legislators are wasting their precious time. Can, they don't, I, can I read some of these too that you brought yeah. in here with us? I if mean, you can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what, oh, no, <laughs> he's going to point, out, he's gonna point out where South Carolina uh, failed in his literacy. <laughs> Please uh, help uh, people. Uh, Exhibit A. So we're the 40th, 40th worst in poverty rate, 43rd in public education, 46th in financial independence, 8th worst to raise a family, and then 6th highest rate of shooting homicides. Mm. That one, name a few. that one's pretty alarming. Yeah, you got to say that next one because you just can't leave that oh, one Oh, yeah. Out. One of only two states without a hate crimes bill. Sheesh. That's insane. I, I like even the next one. The only state in all 50 states yeah. that has no law governing the redistricting process. Wow. They've got a book That's of insane. rules and stuff, but it's not a law. No. So any year they want, they just make up whatever they want to do, and they go on tour, and they give it a little dog and pony show, but yeah. there's no law. Yeah, it's the un- unwritten rules of baseball of redistricting. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just put the little, Guidelines. they put like the smallest sign out saying, yeah. hey, we're about to do a meeting Listen, that I, nobody will know. I just, just want to <laughs> point out, umpire discretion is a rule. That's that's part of it. They they make their decision now. Um <laughs> Well, I tell you, plunk a guy when he's uh, (laughs) hitting too many homers. (laughs) As long as the umpire didn't see it, exactly. (laughs) So, so McCravey, even among his base, is not all that well liked. Mm. All right, now he he's Mister Guns, he's Mister Pro Life, he's Mister you know uh, anti you know crime, Mister Police, and all that stuff. Uh, But he's also just a jerk. Yeah, I'll say that here. He's very condescending. He's holier than thou. Um, I'll tell you a story of what's happening in our city recently. Uh, the city of Greenwood has had some problems recently with gun violence. Mm-hmm. Now, for Greenwood, it's, it doesn't compare to what you may see in other cities, but right. it's, it's a lot for a small city, and it's got the local leaders worried and the local police worried. Uh, so they reached out. The city council, the mayor, reached out to the state legislators and say, hey, would you... They sent a letter out over the summer, maybe even before the summer, says, we'd like to get together with you and talk about what we can do together to reduce the crime rates and this gun violence problem we got. No response. Two letters go out, no response. I had a couple of council members approach me and say, they, they're ignoring our letters. They're ignoring them. Yeah. It finally hit the paper last week that the mayor is frustrated with it. So now... John McCreevy's embarrassed, mm. right? And he's kind of caught off guard, you know, whatever. He puts a letter out on Facebook that his written letter back to the council mm-hmm. where he's not meeting with them because he's got business here in Columbia. He says, sorry, I can't join you for this round table that you've scheduled. Okay, I get it, scheduling. He says, but while I can't control what happens in the city of Greenwood, as a resident of the county, I am concerned. You know, that's how he starts oh, off. Um, He's like, "Listen, assholes, this is your problem." You so who are they concerned? And then he goes on. Me. And then he goes on and says, "Here's your problem," and then lists out oh. six things on what they need to do as the city to fix their problem. Do you think he just got into the right people's pockets, and that's the reason why he's where he is right now? 
I don't know about pockets. No, I, I I'm not going to presume. I know you know any of those dealings. Yeah. Um, I I'm I'm thinking he does fit the mold of upstate South Carolina. So mm, sure. you know, the upstate South Carolina is where you find the extreme of the extreme. Correct. And John McCravey is right there at the top of the list. But even even in the state house, he is not well liked personally. I was talking to. Um, a state house representative, and I've gotten to know quite a few during this process. They've been wonderful. Mm. Uh, and I'm not going to mention who it is, but um, they said to me that, like, look, you got to get along with both sides. You got to cross the aisle if you want to get anything done. You got to make friends. You got to be reasonable. You have to negotiate. Right. He says, I get along with everybody in the state house except that guy. <laughs> you know, that guy just guy. brings pain to you and mm. trying to talk to him because he is not rational. He's not reasonable. He yeah. does not negotiate. He's just narrow focused and, and he's got these blinders on these right. holy blinders mm-hmm. that he can't see beyond. So one thing that's really made his constituents mad was how he single handedly sabotaged the compassionate care act, the medical marijuana bill, right? Mm. It went down because of him. Wow. That was him. He was tapped on the shoulder. He said, we oh, yeah, he's got to get up out of there, dog. We want you to lead the charge. He was tapped. He said, we want you to lead it. So he walks into the house. He's got his game plan. He knew from the beginning that he could kill us on the technicality because he had the uh, speaker um, pro tempore, you know, the temporary guy right. uh, in-house. And he, it was all orchestrated. The whole thing between the two of them. So there was never a doubt. It's too much money. Too much money. And it was all over just maybe two lines in that bill that has been crafted and worked on for years. And passed by the Senate. Passed everything. And and, and they had the votes in the House. Yep. But they bring up these two lines. And they wouldn't allow the amending of those two lines on technicalities. That is insane. So it's going to come up around again. And I tell you, if you want to guarantee that your veterans, that your people in pain, that those with MS, that those with other disabilities can get access to the most controlled substance, it's the most controlling language you'll ever see, Right. Correct. Uh, then vote me into office. I will guarantee that I'm a yes all the way. Yeah, uh, that's fantastic. And, and he's yes, angered sir. a lot of people. A lot of his constituents were counting on it, and they mm-hmm. see it as, as medicinal. Well, they probably smoke. But you know what? <laughs> he well. wrote a letter explaining why he, um, he, he, he voted against it, why he was against it. So he says, one, it's not necessary because there's other legal drugs out there that do the same thing. But you look up these legal drugs, they don't treat the things that medical marijuana does. They don't. They're very controlled and limited in what they go after. And and so like that argument just goes out the window. Again, facts matter. Then he brings up, well, there was that, uh, was it American Idol or the voice contestant that uh, killed the family? Uh, Was over at the beach. It was a big story here. Oh, man. I didn't hear about no, it. I, I missed he, that one too. He was but high, and yeah, I think he was a contestant on The Voice. He was high on what? Uh, marijuana. That doesn't sound like a thing. Right. Well, and, and, but and, he was high. But he was he was intoxicated on marijuana while driving, impaired. Uh, okay. We'll okay. Impaired. So he's driving a vehicle. I see. But he's basically saying, "Hey, we'll take this one completely irrelevant incident that has nothing to do with controlled, legalized marijuana for medical conditions, mm-hmm. and we're going to say, yeah, because of that, I'm against it." That's he should definitely look at DUIs. And take yeah. away alcohol. Yeah, alcohol. Alcohol is still every drug while you're at it. <laughs> yeah, you know? around that one green accident, you have all these red ones for alcohol. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it's absolutely irrational, and it, it's making people mad. And and look, I'm, I've got liberal views, but to me, I don't want to focus on the liberal side of things. Sure, yeah. we got real work that needs to get done. South exactly. Carolina's got business to do. Yes, sir. Yeah. The government's got business, and they're not focused on the business. They're right. focused on all these other fringe national social divisive issues right and 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 you know what i i I can't stand it there's there there has to be there has to be some sort of a line drawn when it comes to the issues as far as you know 
they're going after teachers for critical race theory yeah. and uh, so the, this idea that, that we need to militarize our schools and, and we'll play and some real like crime, man. Yeah. Damn it. I tell you what, let's take a, let's take a break and uh, we'll come back after the commercials with Bill. Uh, he is again, uh, Bill Kimler, the South Carolina district 13 democratic nominee. Uh, we'll take a, we'll take a quick break and we'll come right back. This is the all about nothing podcast. All right, Nothingers, I want to cue you in about a friend of the pod, Blank Canvas Brand. If you own a business or restaurant and the time has come to build that unique brand, you have got to get a hold of Blank Canvas Brand. Blank Canvas Brand specializes in brand identity, including logos, business cards, flyers, and anything else to promote your business. And now, Blank Canvas Brand offers printing services to help with your clothing needs, including sports teams. I can tell you from our own experience, Blank Canvas Brand is responsible for our logo, as well as the Bowl of Duty Bowling Team logo, and we couldn't be happier with what's been produced. For more information, you can search Facebook for Blank Canvas, or you can email Blank Canvas at theallaboutnothing.com. That's B-L-N-K-C-A-N-V-S at theallaboutnothing.com. You can find links in the Friends of the Pod section of our website. Visit theallaboutnothing.com. Hey everyone, I want to take a quick moment to mention one of our new sponsors, ThePaintedMoment.com. That's ThePaintedMoment.com. Check this out. Have you ever taken a photo with your phone or digital camera that would look amazing as a watercolor canvas painting? Well, now there's a website ready to take your photo and turn it into digital painted moments. This is how it works. Visit ThePaintedMoment.com, follow the instructions, and your digital photo will be enhanced and returned to you with links on where you can have an image printed to canvas or whatever else you'd like to do with it. We've already got a couple of these enhanced photos hanging around the house, and trust me, you'll love what comes out. ThePaintedMoment.com. Create a painted moment in time from your digital photos. ThePaintedMoment.com. Seriously, check them out today. ThePaintedMoment.com. What is a vaccine? What is a virus? What is a mask? What's a Sasquatch? These are all valid questions, and to answer them in one breath, prevention, potentially deadly, potentially life-saving, and don't be stupid. Look, the coronavirus from 2019 has caused a global pandemic that continues to ravage our planet, leaving victims and survivors. But you can do your part. In the United States, as well as most countries around the world, the COVID-19 vaccine is available at little to no cost. Regardless of your politics, this virus has the potential to cause irreparable harm to you and vulnerable family members and friends. We have an opportunity through the efforts of medical science to balance the scales against this disease and its variants. And look, I don't understand how the vaccine works, even though I've heard it described countless times by countless experts. And even though none of that makes any sense to me, I do recognize that the money and effort spent on the vaccine has not been wasted. And it's not a global positioning transmitter being embedded in your arm. You're holding that in your hand, listening to this. So get the vaccine. Protect yourself. Protect your loved ones. Hell, protect the guy standing behind you waiting on his Taco Supreme and nacho fries. Let that be the reason his organs shut down. For more information, visit covid19.nih.gov for actual science information. We have to thank our sponsor, GOT Sound Studio, and its owner and operator, Dominique Stewart, better known as Neek the Geek. GOT Sound Studios offers a variety of recording experiences from music, voice, and instrumental recordings and production, as well as podcasts. GOT Sound Studio is located in Columbia, South Carolina, and operated by the most talented producer and engineer in the business. GOT Sound Studio is a black-owned business. Bring your recording business needs here. You can find details on their Facebook page or by calling 803 803- 
248-243-2302 or emailing gotsounds at theallaboutnothing.com. That's gotsounds at theallaboutnothing.com. You can find links in the Friends of the Pod section of our website. Visit theallaboutnothing.com. This is Sydney Clinton, your Democratic nominee for House District 98, and you're listening to the All About Nothing podcast. All right, welcome back to the show, Barrett, Zach, Trent. We are joined by Bill Kilmer, South Carolina State House 13. Bill, Just Bill, hearing Bill, a Bill. Sydney's voice on that, that uh, intro. Yeah. It makes me feel like the grandpa of the freaking House representatives oh, yeah. in this state. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you, Ryan and Sydney and... Uh, a man. How old was she? She's like 23? She is. Oh, no, no 20. she's 20. Wow. She will turn 21 on September 18th, which is uh, less than a month outside of the election. So in order for her to take her seat, she has to be 21 by the time, you know, she she stands in front. And, and so clearly they drink in there, right? They drink inside <laughs> the house. I mean, I got kids older than these candidates. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, I was like, I wish I had my... A functioning brain at twenty years old, much less. She's yeah. impressive. Yeah. yeah, she is. She is impressive. Ryan's impressive. Uh, and 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 actually, I I heard from Ryan. I was talking to Ryan just earlier today. Um, he's he's they'll be jumping out there and hitting the campaign, uh, real hard. Yeah, uh, if I was twenty and running for a seat, it definitely would have been some mud slinging because yeah, they had it on me back then. <laughs> <laughs> you and me were dodging bullets at Ellen Brothers. Literally, yeah. literally, literally. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, the, I, I'm. I, I was thoroughly impressed with uh, Sydney and Ryan, and 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 there's another gentleman who's running, uh, who's also uh, younger, uh, as well. Chris Sally. Yeah, Chris. Yeah. Um, well, so, I appreciate you having me here. I mean, there's no other way I'm going to be able to get you know a million listeners for free like this. So this oh, is yeah. awesome, man. Speaking to existence, man. That's what I'm talking well, about. We've only got one view on the cameras now. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> I don't know. Hey, Mom. This is a this is a this is this is a work in progress. It's uh the, there's there's uh, eventually this will all work. Perfectly. <laughs> Correct. Uh, that's the idea. So uh, Bill is here. Again, he's running for South Carolina's House District 13. Uh, we are discussing his campaign and, and the issues. Um, one of the things that I've talked to, one of the things that I've spoken with other candidates about is this idea of school security and trying to uh, trying to work our way around the fact that guns are here to stay. I mean, it, it, or that's what it feels like. So... We've heard other candidates discuss, not here, uh, on national news about hardening the schools and, and making it more difficult for uh, someone that wants to come in and cause harm to, to be able to enter the schools. Um, I, I Obviously, I support the idea of, of one entrance to a school as far as being maintained, you know, visitors coming in. Uh, I don't. I don't. But I do support... Um, um, Metal detectors at every entrance. So that's but we that's, have the money for it. But that's one of those things, I, and look, I understand look, that. If, if you're having that debate, that means you've given up on the problem. Right. You've just given up. You're like, I give up. Let's lock doors. Let's metal detectors. Let's have dogs sniffing everybody's butts. You know, let's 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 put it. That means you've just given up. Yeah. yeah. And you know, you put all that money and effort in the schools. What about the churches? What about the the grocery stores? What yeah. about the sporting events? What about the rock concerts? You're going to be in a complete lockdown environment because you gave up. You go back to the source and yeah. say, how did that guy get the gun to begin with? Right. That's the only way you're going to solve this. Absolutely. And it's a lot cheaper to do so as well. Now, there's a way to do it without costing people the, you know, the precious Second Amendment rights to bear arms. There's still a way that you can prevent Evaldi from happening through legal means. 
and and not you know sacrifice any freedoms in the process. Yeah. But going to 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 turn every school, every public facility, you're sitting out watching a Fourth of July parade. Well, we're going to stick a metal detector. Right. All right. So you've given up on the problem if that's the way we're going with the conversation. I mean, the only thing I see about that, you know, we just had uh, another shooting in the airport, right? So I was just talking about that, how the lady got, the lady got dropped off. I was talking to this with my, my, my neighbor, and he was like, well, the lady got dropped off, and as soon as she walked in, that's whenever she started shooting, apparently. She so, shot at the ceiling. Correct. Right? Yeah. yeah. So me and him was talking like, you have to go through TSA to get on the plane. Why isn't TSA right there when you walk in? Why isn't the whole airport secured? Like, yeah. I agree with you. They, like, they, you can walk in with yeah, a right. gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not have five-hour-long lines out into the parking lot? Yeah, that's but, a great idea. I was going to say, we've, it, but we've because of 9-11, we've already created I, mean, I, I You guys may not remember this, but I remember. You, know, you would, maybe. But, but I remember when I could walk into an airport, and you had to walk through security, but you weren't stopped if you didn't have a boarding pass. Like, we watched people leave and yeah. come. You, you, I remember you that. go all the way to the gate. And yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I was yeah. met at the gate by family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They, who weren't, you know, they were there to greet me. Yeah, crap, something. you could have smoked in the plane back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There was that. There was that. <laughs> and, and then we, we come a long it. way. We loved it. <laughs> have we? Have we come a long way? Because I, you still you can't, can't smoke in there. You still can't use cell phones on it, like, like when the plane's well, taking off and landing. Some planes have Wi-Fi. You know what I'm saying? You can pay for that Wi-Fi. You want people to be upset about something. Be upset about that. Be upset about the fact that we have not created technology where the airplane works outside of the realm that the uh, the cell phones work. Now, um, but no, I, I agree. I, I, I think that ultimately, I, if if it were up to me, I think that the time has come for our efforts to be spent more on trying to come up with a solution on how not to sell people guns that should not or, or are incapable of recognizing the responsibility of what that gun represents. It all, it all comes to gun safety. That's where mm-hmm. the legislation should be. What can we do to make it safer? You know, so we're, we're not going to be, you know, we, we compare ourselves to other nations and, and we have a gun culture. It's oh, orders yeah. on worship. Oh, but you know what? It's, it is worship. But you know what? And, and that's fine. I, you're not going to stop it. And, um, you know, I, there's things I like and there's things other people like. And, you know, bless them. I, I can't stand boiled peanuts. I, I, I don't get either. boiled peanuts. And Thank but you. you're not going to see me legislate against it. No, right? no. So so except for my wife when she's like, go across. But well, I would be I would be peanuts. totally for boiled peanut safety. You know, <laughs> to prevent me from getting the shits. You know, if I get a bad batch, uh, I would be for that. And that same thing yeah. with gun safety. You yeah. know, there's things we can do to enact um, safer measures. I mean, the, the idea of open carry. You know, I was telling about this letter that John McCravey wrote to the city. Right. You right. know, they're they're worried about the gun violence. McCravey's second idea in that letter was. Get rid of gun-free zones. That's your problem. Oh, yeah. The biggest event of the year in Greenwood is the barbecue festival. Mm-hmm. Brings people in from all over the nation for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Biggest crowds ever. It's a, it's, it's a no-gun zone, right? The city wants to keep it safe. He says, I've had people complain to me that we didn't allow open carry at the barbecue festival. Now, we're having shootings over there open carry. in the projects and gang violence and so on. He's going to say, hey, we know how to solve it. Uh, open carry at the barbecue festival. And, and it just, just floored me. So as a candidate, I have to ask, what what is the benefit to open carry versus concealed? Because I have a concealed weapons permit. I, I, I don't understand. It, the, the, and what I hear is this idea that, well, if you see someone carrying a gun, then you're less likely to... Okay, so the that op- doesn't, open carry itself doesn't bother me so much if it comes with proper permitting and training. 
I mean, I want to know that somebody who's got, who's packing and is showing it, mm-hmm. I want at least the confidence this guy's been out to the range. Yeah. He knows how to use his weapon. He knows how to treat it properly. I was at a Chili's the other day. This is a true story. Mm-hmm. And there was a family sitting there, a guy and his kids and presumably his wife, and they were sitting there having a meal, and he was packing. He had his holster on. Mm-hmm. It was unclipped. It wasn't, the, 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 the latch wasn't on. A guy who's sitting in the booth behind him could have just reached back and, got and grabbed it. it right out. He was, it was, and I was like, gosh, you know, I, and to me, open carry, I'm okay with. Right. Stupid people open carrying who are not trained, who are not certified, who are not following proper guidances. That's what I do have a problem with, and that's yeah. where I think the effort should be on. Especially you just go get a gun and be like, oh, well, I'm going to carry this around. Well, now. speaking of go getting a gun, I went to Walmart the other day, and their yeah. gun section is empty. Yeah. Completely. They, I think like, they can only sell, like, shotguns. Well, Walmart. Nah, they didn't Walmart. have no guns, like. Walmart gun section. Yeah, Walmart made the decision though that they were not gonna. They were because they used to sell correct uh, rifles, mm-hmm. and uh, they made the decision what about a year or two ago that they were no longer gonna sell rifles. Same thing with Dick's Sporting Goods. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Um, so so we have two areas of the gun violence problem. One is the the mental health aspect where you've got these young white for the most part males mm-hmm. who are just completely deranged and they just go on on shooting sprees. But then the, the, that's not the problem that we've got in Greenwood right now, although we are just a ticking time bomb. In fact, Greenwood has one of the earliest incidents of school shootings on record. Really? Uh, in fact, an elementary school I lived next to for a little while back mm. in the 80s had a guy walk in. He was a little crazy and, and shot some kids. I mean, wow. so, that, so that was back when it was just you know two or three made national news for months on end. Right? Yeah. It didn't just become, oh, it's another Saturday in the United States. Yeah, facts. But So you've got the, the crazy deranged who had no business owning a weapon, but then you've got this other culture where arguments and disagreements you reach for the gun, you know, so there's, there's an anger and just a disrespect for life where our first resource is not bar fighting fist to cuffs, you know, throwing each other around. Mm-hmm. Right. It's we go right for the gun. Yeah. And, and then there's something that's got to be done about well, just handling anger right. management. That's, trouble. that's all that's, and I think a lot of people get a power trip out of it, just owning a gun and go right for the gun when, when there's a disagreement. People are afraid of getting their ass beat. Oh, yeah. Nobody's fighting no more. No. They're just going to shoot somebody. And I think there's I think there's a massive lack of critical thinking in people. And that, that goes right back to being 43rd in public education. Let's, well. Let's, let's, let's try to, like, get some critical thinking in well, things well, where there's, it's there's not two just things. knee-jerk you know, reactions. If, if I had a magic wand and I can mm-hmm. only do two things. It would be one public health and two public education. Exactly. All right. You you get those two things into children in early age, a lot of other problems disappear. Absolutely. Economic opportunities Definitely. open up, ideas and innovation open up, and, and it just everything takes care of itself from that point forward. Mm-hmm. But when you've skimped, I mean, the Department of Education here in South Carolina yeah. got decimated. Right. So mm-hmm. you've, you've got the superintendent of schools. Right. And what do they do? Well, they manage a team and a staff and they do things for the schools in the state. They don't have a lot of legislative powers in and of themselves. Right. right. That's right. with yeah. the House. But they can do things administratively. Well, you go back you know, 16 years when a Republican took it over, decimated, gutted it, mm-hmm. says, I don't need all this bureaucracy. And so now the schools don't have the support system from the state that they used to. Right. And we feel the effects of that today. Mm-hmm. The. One of the things I did, I also wanted to ask about, um, and of course I just drew a blank, but um, when it comes to the public health aspect, um, there are social programs that in South Carolina that are that are severely unfunded. Um, we had the opportunity to expand Medicaid uh, when COVID came through, 
uh, and and we, we chose not to. Yeah, we still the money's still there. Um, it sounds like we're we're spending that on on some infrastructure uh, roads. I think I guess we're expanding. 26 all the way down to Charleston. More roads. I told my wife this the other day. I was like, I'm tired of going down here because they're just adding more roads that they're not going to take care of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, okay, thanks. So, uh, but mental health, We, you know, one of the arguments you hear about the gun violence issue is mental health, but that's always what they go to. They don't ever, no one ever seems to follow up with, well, how do we address the mental health? Well, then, then they reject they reject any premise to fix the mental health. Correct. Like oh well no, no that's the, uh, what kind of a background check you're going to go how right uh, it's if like, there's a if well, there's a- well in fairness Congress and and the Senate and our president did sign a bipartisan bill yes, that, I did had, see that. Yeah. that had um, some very rational respectable gun safety measures including mental health funding mm-hmm. it does it have you know every progressive's wish list no it does not but there's nothing in that bill that's bad right every every item on there was not a uh, we didn't have to compromise anything you know. You know, well, you're gonna you, you can do all that, but then now we have to fund the NRA. You know, no, yeah. there was nothing of that sort. This was a good bill through and through, and it just didn't get the recognition I think it deserved. It did because they it might have been a blurb on social media when it when it. I do agree with you. It yeah. should have been it should have been more because it was a good bill passed, and that that took some aisle crossing, like you mentioned before. It, it, oh yeah, it had to. That's how you get things done. But oddly enough, I I also believe a lot in personal responsibility. Sure. Right. So one of the the battle cries against Democrats and liberals is they want a nanny state. And I, I, I don't see that being the case. I don't believe in just throwing money at problems. No. Uh, people have to meet them halfway. So you look at the problems in South Carolina and with people's health. Yes, severely underfunded programs. Uh, the, the, the medical infrastructure was crumbling. We saw that during COVID. Um, you know, our hospitals, they had to convert um, children's wards into COVID you know, triage centers. Right. And while all that was happening and while the doctors and nurses themselves were getting sick, we had Republicans protesting outside the hospital over vaccine mandates. They weren't there to help. They were there just to make it even more difficult. It's a cognitive dissonance. You don't like understand what you're doing. But at the same time, you have to have people that take care of themselves and and have to be educated on proper nutrition and exercise and all that. It's got to be a blend of the two. It Mm -hmm. can't just be the government fixing everything. Right. You got to meet halfway people. And, and liberalism, even definitionally, is less government input on things and to be free to make your decisions and things like that. That's what I believe. I, I really think that if you want to do something, mm-hmm. do whatever is in your heart as long as it doesn't hurt somebody else. Right. Yes. Physically, emotionally, or financially. Right. You want to wear what you want to wear. You want to think what you want. You do all that. Bless you. I don't think we should be legislating that one bit. It's a very simple philosophy. Now, the other side sees it differently. If they have a moral qualm with, let's say that uh, the Bible teaches them boiled peanuts are evil, yeah. they're going to come out with an anti-boiled peanuts law yeah, because right. you can't eat that. We don't, we oh don't, no, they wouldn't. They, they, they'd be like, "Well, we don't just like the shrimp in the mixed cloth. We don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to stick with our boiled peanuts. Uh, that part is uh, up for interpretation." But I'm right there with you. It's 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 when uh, when when the mass and it's it seems to be a right leaning thing that your religion is how. This whole country should be doctrined. When the First Amendment protects you from that, the uh, cannot establish any law uh, for a religion. I can't remember the verbatim. Right. Uh, Basically, you can't establish a law respecting that, that, religion. Yeah, it, or that propagates religion, but yeah, also doesn't impact Packed it negatively. It. Yeah, it's a separation of church and state thing, and you kind of go like, people don't have to believe what you believe. <laughs> like, an abortion play, plays a big role into that. Hundred percent. So it's like, believe exactly what you want to believe. 
It's when you start telling other people that they should too. And they have to believe it. Have to. Yep. It's kind of like, uh, no, I don't think so. I'm going to tell this. You brought up abortion. So I think it's time to talk about that since that is the issue du jour. And my <laughs> opponent, that is his single threaded issue. He's, he's focused on that. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the leader of the ad hoc committee. Right. But yeah. He's the one that put all that verbiage in. So I want to tell an unrelated but related story. Okay. I don't know if you caught this in your research, but I went through something this January that really gave me a, a crazy perspective on life. Mm. I donated a kidney back in January, and it went to a, a woman I didn't even know at the time. It was my aunt, but I didn't know she was my aunt. Oh, oh really? Wow. Wow. There's a whole story there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll circle back to that. But the process was... I had to go through a battery of tests for a year and psychological and physical and, and financial. They, they, they really make sure that as a donor, because you're giving up a piece of your body. you yeah. got to be okay. They yeah. want to make sure it's the lowest risk thing I could ever do. And mm-hmm. once I talked to people and realized how low risk it was, I said, sign me up. Mm-hmm. So I went through this long process. And my mom's a doctor. She's the one that first broached the subject um, that there was a need for a kidney. She said, right. but, but look, this decision is yours. You don't. At any point, there is no pressure for you. Mm. You have, up until the moment, you sit on that operating table and they cut you, mm-hmm. you can walk away. Right. Now, my aunt is that it was on dialysis. She had chronic kidney, kidney failure. She was one week away from passing when this transplant took place because wow. dialysis wow. had failed. Mm. And so she only had literally days to live. So the timing worked out perfect. She's up in Pennsylvania. I was in Augusta at their transplant center. They shipped the kidney up. But... Her life truly depended upon that donation yeah. because there was none other in the nation that was available for her. Mm-hmm. None other. Yeah. Her life was in my hands. And yet it, up until that last minute, I could still walk away and say no because it's my body. Right. Right. And, and one thing that we treasure in this country is our independence to control our own destiny. Yep. Above anything else, including life itself. What's that phrase? Give me liberty give me or give me death. Right. right. Liberty is treated as the most precious thing. And I did what I did willingly mm-hmm. through a lot of, of prayer, through a lot of contemplation, through a lot of scientific you know, studies and looking it up. But I did it willingly. Now, I don't see the difference between that and a woman who was impregnated against her will. Mm-hmm. Now being said, you know what? Your liberty no longer matters. Yes, there may be another life. Even if you accept that premise that life begins at conception, which is a, a premise that philosophers have debated for, yeah. and, and theologians and scientists have debated for millennia, mm-hmm. yet somehow South Carolina House Republicans figured out they, the they, answer. They got it. Yeah. They got it. Yeah. They figured it out. Oh, yeah. well, we, we know what it is. They got the right books, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but <laughs> even if you accept that premise that it's a life, mm-hmm. your own life and your own bodily autonomy should supersede that if you buy into give me liberty or give me death. It should. It You're really should. Correct. And 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 to ha- and I'm not a woman, so this is the closest corollary I could come that up makes to sense. where that another person's life depended on my body, and yet I was given that choice. I can't imagine a rape victim now being told by John McCravey, "Too bad, two wrongs don't make a right." Yeah, you will now need to suffer not just the nine months if you see through it, you know, through that. But uh, for the rest of your life, knowing you had to give birth to somebody against your will. Right. Yeah. That's a, and that's an excellent perspective on it, too. I had something similar where I had to, I, I was going to donate uh, bone marrow, but it ended up they switched over to peripheral uh, stem cell donation. But the woman who needed it needed it. 
was on her last legs. And that is, I never really thought about it in that way that if you could have said no, you could have walked away. Her life was... Just li- imagine, I woke up one day and, and somebody came to me and says, oh, by the way, you now have to give your kidney to this woman. Yes, yeah, right. Wake against up. my will. Yeah, yeah. Holy crap, I can't yeah. even fathom that. Mm-hmm. No. Can't even... And, and then they write these laws. Or that laws. you can't. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Facts, yeah. facts, yeah. So then they write these laws which are just so vague and do not appreciate the complexity of life itself. So I'll share another story with you. I've got two grown children. They're lovely. Mm -hmm. One's 26. She's a nurse. Another is 23. He's in cybersecurity. They're doing great. Beautiful children. I love them to death. Right. There was another one in between that didn't make it um, because, you know, healthy and everything, heartbeat, kicking, sucking the thumb. But at the fifth month, we got the news from the doctor that this child had anencephaly. Mm-hmm. Now, anencephaly is a condition where the brain stem doesn't close, mm-hmm. which means the brain doesn't form, oh, which wow. means most of the skull doesn't form. You're basically just organs, wow. right? But there's no brain activity. There's no cure. There's no treatment. There's You live maybe a couple hours, maybe a day or so at most, maybe a couple more in an extreme case, but it is a non-viable. Yeah. Now, you look at the law, and the law says, if I detect the fetal heartbeat... You know, it's a life. Suck it up. Right. You know, yeah, and I'll have to carry that for nine months. You know, and my wife and I at the time, uh, I've remarried since, but the mother of my children, you know, we had to go through this with the doctor, make a very difficult decision because this was our child. Right. Christopher Allen was the name. We had names for this, our our boy, right? Mm -hmm. And we had to go through this and, and end it and, you know, because we got the terrible news. But by South Carolina law, the way it's written today and passed, there's a fetal heartbeat. You're, yeah. Too bad. Yeah. You have to finish this off. And we had a that's gut wrench. We had a, a lady, a me, that was on here. Yeah. And what you're describing, what you had to do, they technically count that as an abortion. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It was a termination of a pregnancy that met the definition of the law, and that just tells you how bad the law is. It's awful. Right. Because if they were in that position and their hands were tied, they may be people who make those laws and stuff. Maybe they could get around it, but, they, they, but every, you wouldn't hear about that. They're, they're able to enclose that. They're so able there's, to go there's to a way doctor. to solve this issue where Republicans and Democrats and everybody in between, you work towards getting rid of unwanted pregnancies before they happen. You educate, you promote contraception instead of the opposite. Right. Uh, yeah. you, you, you build up, um, a, a network of support that if a woman is concerned about financial problems or whatever, and that's why they're very nervous. All right, so we build a, an infrastructure to support that. I know they've got these um, crisis pregnancy centers, and to be honest, I know not much about it except what I hear in sound bites. Yeah. But let's just say that they're on the up and up, and there's a network there that will take care of the mother all the way through, health care bills, uh, helping train the mother, raise the child, and all that stuff. I'd be all for that if it truly was on the up and up. Yeah. Let's build let's, abortion reversal pills, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I've heard a lot of buzz about that. If there truly was FDA-approved, medically sound pills that reversed the abortion pill that you took, mm-hmm. great. That's freedom of choice. I decided, I, you know what? I made a mistake. I think I want to continue with this. If right, there yeah. truly was a medically sound way to do it, I'd be for it. Yeah. But if you want to get rid of the abortions, let's attack it from everything by every other means other than just here's a law. Mm-hmm. Now, good luck. 
Yeah. And I think it's going to turn dangerous because, Absolutely. you know, a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of girls, you know, they go out of town to get their bodies done and boobs and butt and stuff like that. They're just going to go to a doctor that's in another country and get this procedure. That's, that's if they have the money to do it. Yeah. It's, this, that, this is, it could be Mexico. Uh, and, you know what I mean? And, and, well, like, not everybody's going to agree, but this isn't, this isn't a, a lie. The intention of overturning Roe versus Wade and then allowing states to decide that abortion is illegal at any, uh, you know, no exceptions isn't it has nothing to do with saving lives i, I no, and, not at all. and this may just be my opinion but republicans are are you know evangelical republicans but if we didn't have the unwanted to, pregnancy to begin with if, if we started you know young and, and then introduced just frank honest uh, age-appropriate sex education that goes a very long way sure to stopping the problem before it becomes one i grew up in uh new jersey I went to Catholic school, right? Mm. So I'm studying the Bible, religion every day. But even there, we got sex education in the Catholic schools. Yes, it was taught by nuns and priests, which was a little awkward. (laughs) But we got the facts laid out to us, you know, and then that way you're not making mistakes. I had a priest in a funeral once during his eulogy, during the funeral mass, talk about how much he missed sex. Oh my. Uh, this was a. I think I, I. Did we go to the same Catholic church? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but in high school, did who taught you your sex ed? Uh, I remember it was, health teacher. it was my gym teacher. We got it in middle school. It was the in gym my teacher. gym teacher. Like, gym what, teacher. Is, what does my gym teacher know about this? Like, but you know what? Uh, it still God. was better than what I got from my dad, who I gave me nothing. All they showed us was a book. I mean, not a book, but a, a video of what sex was, what a condom does, how do you put the condom on. So, in it, but so part of that is. There are states out there that are trying to get rid of even contraceptives. Yeah, there are states that are trying to make it illegal for a woman to protect herself from pregnancy. The Plan B pills, all those are you, you can only get three now. Yeah, if you're trying to go get them. Well, you, you saw the Florida quantity. State, uh, or no, um, Florida. Yeah, the uh, University of Florida is looking at putting in vending machines that actually have for ten dollars mm-hmm. uh, Plan B. Good. Well, it's fifty dollar a pill, so they giving it for ten. That's a see. Damn that's the thing is, it's probably <laughs> but, subsidized. But this is yeah. where yeah. it comes to try and do impose your religious beliefs through law. Right. And and if you took a look at, you know, the Jewish faith, you know, where Israel has a amazingly pro-abortion policy. I I wonder if half of these, you know, pro-Israel nuts out there, the evangelical pro-Israel crowd mm-hmm. knew that the government would pay for their women to have abortions. Yeah. Well, you know, because because of their beliefs. And just to point this out, the Torah is has several instances where God literally gives <laughs> the instructions on how to do right. an abortion. Yeah. So I, I, I think that the thing, the thing of all of it that really hit home for me is like my wife and I are about to try for our second and this news came down and the look in her eyes and she's crying and genuinely afraid that if something like what unfortunately had happened to you happens and she has to carry it all the way to term that there is no other option that, that, Everything everything's off the table. You don't get to decide anymore. Oh, oh but they, they they do say, well, we, we put in a provision for life of the mother. You know, if the, if the health of the mother's at risk. But to yeah. do that, you have to have sign off from the father. You have to have sign off from two doctors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably have to call your state representative to come and inspect themselves. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's just. Oh, so let me look under the hood. But that's exactly. guy with a comb <laughs> over and I'm just like, I got but, this yellow club. But now that's you. That is not the woman's liberty anymore. No. You, that they're, now you're bringing other people get, in about her body. She's yeah. having to get her. She's having to get permission from people in order to get. I, I swear, the thing that scares me is that someday there's the potential that in some of these states that 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 women won't be able to own property, women won't be able to vote, women won't be able to own a credit card mm-hmm. without 
some husband or man or father that that allows them to look. America's great again, like you guys wanted, and it's 1950. Well, they they say this is what happens when the dog catches the car. So that's a, a trope yeah. that's used. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I'll, I'll tell you that. this: just saw a, a, I think it's called Morningside a polling. Mm-hmm. Um, some polling company has just been doing the, the generic ballot, yeah. the generic congressional ballot. And back in May, Democrats were minus five. Right. They're now up to plus eight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what accounts? For that plus thirteen swing, mm. well, what's happened between May and today? Right. Yeah. No, you're you know, right. And, and um, the, the the extreme crowd, I think they just gone a little too far, and um, they're going to see it. And that that's something that I think I can capitalize on. You know, I've looked at the numbers. I know exactly what I need to win. And it ain't going to be just the Democrats coming out to vote, right? Because yeah. yeah. they're not they're not that much of them out there. Yeah. But the those who are willing to 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 talk and converse. And here's somebody who's rational. I think things through, and I have a different set of priorities that are based on data, based on facts, based on evidence. I I think we can win win over enough. I think so too. Instead of door to door, man, you might want to just get a boat and just ride that lake on through, <laughs> and I can get there with you, man, because I'm not invited on his boat's <laughs> outing. So you know what I mean. Just let me know if well, you need. Lake a little. Greenwood is where a lot of those boat Trump rallies occur. Oh, oh I, I believe like, it. You got on Lake Murray. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> There's a lot of people investing in those they're, Trump 2024. Oh, like, they're not they're, on, they're they're not thinking, on your They were thinking ahead. Um, so we hit on marijuana uh, as far as now and, and, and mentioning medical marijuana. We did take a hit of marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little the, bit. We didn't inhale, though. <laughs> Just like uh, Clinton. Yeah. Uh, the uh, I guess the, the thing I want to ask, I, I assume, have you, have you seeked uh, the... Um, an endorsement from normal. I have not. Okay. Um, one of, one of the things that I have found with, uh, some of the democratic candidates is they, they have already stated gung ho that, that legalization completely of marijuana, uh, not just medical, but, uh, for, uh, uh, use, uh, recreational, recreational. Thank you. Can't think of the word. I got um, that, uh, that that's, that's what they seek. And you've mentioned medical marijuana is, Full legalization and decriminalization something that you would, uh, if brought to the floor, that you potentially would vote in favor of? One thing that I believe a legislator should be able to do is say, I don't know when they don't know. Yes. So, I don't know. so you know, you expect legislators to be wise old answers to everything, you know, and, and McGravy certainly thinks he has an answer for everything. But I'll say in this case, I don't know enough about the impacts of legalized marijuana. I've heard... Um, the arguments for and against, great for business. Um, I love expungement of records for what maybe we call it a minor crime, and right. let's, let's not ruin somebody's life over it. Yeah, because yeah, um, there's a lot of people in jail right now. For what's them. what's the impact of full legalization like in Colorado? I, I honestly don't know the answer to sure. that. So I would want to truly take the time, bring in some experts, let's hear them do it. I can't research everything. Right. I've already done my time studying physics and quantum you know, thermodynamics. I'm yeah. tired. <laughs> let's let some other experts come in and let yeah. me know what's what. Well, you understand so, the importance of, of research then. Yes. So that then follows up with the question, South Carolina is not doing anything right now as far as grants for uh, merit, the effects of uh, legalization of marijuana. Uh, there isn't any medical research. There being is done. no greater sin out there than to refuse knowledge. Yeah. So you've got that issue at the national level. You have got um, legislation that prevents the CDC from examining gun violence and the impact on on you know doing scientific studies mm-hmm. is forbidden. Right. You know, to 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 refuse knowledge is the greatest sin out there because if you're afraid of what the results are. 
and they work, you know, and you're against you, mm-hmm. then let's not study it. To me, I'm going to go with wherever the facts go. Exactly. I, you know, if it turns out that legalizing marijuana in, in Colorado led to uh, a spike in, in deaths or a spike in boiled peanut cravings or something, <laughs> you know, then... Definitely going to crave some peanuts. Cancel it. The peanuts, <laughs> out right. of here. You got to look into that. But uh, so, so, no, I, if, if I was to win this election, my top issue is not going to be on full legalization of marijuana. Now, on the, the, the medical cannabis there's an absolute need for this now yeah. i have read the medical studies on this i have looked at what the opposing views are and i just found them to be ludicrous and unsubstantiated Absolutely. and they're worried about slippery slopes you know what it was such a, a huge climb just to get to this level right there's no slippery slope there's yeah. only more mountains to climb yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll address that 20 years from now when South Carolina is ready to discuss it. But yeah. right now we've got I'm glad an immediate, you know it's 20 years from now. Yeah, we've got an immediate no bill soon. that could have some true positive impact on the health of, of South Carolinians, and that needs to be addressed right away. So the idea is realistic bills go for the legislation that's realistic that that could that could make a positive change now. Don't shoot for the stars just yet. No, 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 no. There, there's certain areas where we can certainly be shooting for stars. Okay. Um, so I'm not going to dismiss it just for that. I'm not going to say my whole policies are sure. pragmatic. Right. I'm just saying I don't know enough. Now, if, if somebody comes to me tomorrow with the most compelling case in the universe. And you're the for, first person that's the first politician I've heard say that just like Zach. Yeah. You're and I want to thank you for that oh. because you no. don't hear a lot of that. Now, I'll what I need admit. you three to do is move your ass to Greenwood so you can vote right. for me. Hey, I, 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 I was like, damn, Bill, now I want to vote for you. Set us up a house and a boat, man. You got it. House and a boat. There may be laws against doing that. I'm not sure. Check those ethics violations. No, but if you hold up, if you hold a picnic and you ask us to come out there and, you know, step in front of the microphone. Definitely stepping in front of it. We'll slow down on the on the rhetoric that we normally jump at. Plus, if we have to wait 20 years for the, you know, the marijuana thing, we'll be buried age by then Trent well yeah then we can get senior citizens see See? (laughs) it always it always comes to that I didn't even bring it up or maybe I did (laughs) you did Um, Bill thank you very much for being on the show I want to point out uh, they can go to your website to find any any information it's Kimler yeah for the number four sanity sc so, yeah, I went with a, a, a website name that kind of sticks out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, easy. I could have just said Kimler for House 13 and be yeah. done with it. But, no, people are going to remember Kimler for sanity because it is so insane what I'm seeing they're prioritizing Absolutely. in Columbia today. It is upside down. I don't even have to agree with you on the, on the topics. Yeah. But there are many more important topics we need to be going after than what they've spent the last four years doing. Yeah, let's start on the ground level like the the stuff that's going to impact people here and right now, not just the, like you said before, the super divisive. Do they really thing. need to save women's sports? Yeah. <laughs> was they, was that, were women's sports in danger? No, really? You about to get canceled, sir? Really? <laughs> but Bill Burr had a perfect on his new stand up. He nailed it on his new stand up. So I'm, I'm right there. With I still it. ain't seen it yet, so don't ruin it. Okay, okay. Donations. How, how, how's that coming in? Uh, you know, that's a fun story, but I wish I had another hour in a podcast because. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, so last quarter for Greenwood for a Democrat in my district came close to ten thousand uh, dollars. First time candidate. Uh, That's fantastic. My yeah, opponent nice. lost six hundred bucks. In fact, he he, he got like six thousand some in donations and had to refund over seven thousand. 
including wow. to his own law firm. Wow. He wow. refunded. Uh, and and when it got asked about in the paper, because this is all public record, sure. he says, well, there, I think uh, there may have been some ethics things that you know we were trying to avoid. Because you can only give, as an, as an individual, $1,000 in an election cycle. Right. And he had people that were given $2,000. You know? uh, right. so, in fact, uh, I, I've gone through his data. He's missed some. You know, <laughs> in his refunds. Uh, and, more so there, I, sir. I, I, I'd be happy, uh, John McCravey, to help you out with your financial situation because apparently you're a little focused on something else. I've got an Excel spreadsheet. But, but you know what? I don't make, I, I, don't make uh, I make fun of that, but there's a reality that he is sitting on a $38,000 war chest. Right. So he's been Jesus. campaigning and fundraising for six years. And one thing I learned as a new candidate, you don't have to spend it. You yep. can sit on that forever until you're out of office, and then you, you clear out the bank account. But if you're an active member, wow. you just sit on it, let it grow. Right. Uh, you, you don't have to spend it on your next campaign, especially if you have a weak opponent. So my goal is to be somebody that he's forced to spend money on. Yeah. Um, Act Blue is is uh, where donations can come in for you. Sure, I have a PO box. It's all on the website, right on the front page. First thing you'll see. All right. Well, we've got we've got all your information if, in the show if you, notes. If as you well. like what you've heard and you want to see it in print, you want to see it on billboards, you want to see it digital ads. Uh, man, I got good material. There you go. You know, that's just yeah. one thing I know. And, and if we've learned anything, it's absolutely that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wait till you see my anti-boiled peanut campaign. <laughs> I am so looking for yeah, it. You, you got a voter a in this, man. sticker on it and everything. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I, and, and I just want to point out again, all, all the information is in the show notes. So uh, you can find Bill's website as well as all the social media and a link directly to donations. And you don't have to live in District 13 to pass no. donations on. Ec- my ex-wife in New York donated to my campaign. Well, that doesn't tell that. you about my, my character, that, nothing will. That's yeah. uh, that says a lot. Yeah, I don't, man, if yes, your ex wife is still giving you money and you're not taking the money from you, yeah, yeah you got <laughs> doing it. something right. You I can't it, imagine a scenario where my ex wife isn't like still stabbing some you know, even looking to doll. Yeah, every relationship. Uh, Kept so, singing Arlo Guthrie. <laughs> anything else that you want to you want to talk about before we uh, before we cut? I do, run? but it would be another hour. So I, I, I appreciate it. Well, this then, is well, too we'll much do, fun. What we'll do is we'll plan on we'll we'll try and have you back again because uh, I, I I I want to have you broadcast my victory party. Yeah, absolutely. I'll have you down for yeah, that. Man, we'll be It'll there. I'll tell you what. If, if I win like I think I can, it's going to send shockwaves, not just through South Carolina, but nationally. Yeah. Nice. Nationally. Awesome. This is going to be the story that gets told on Pods of America. Hey, yes, and I'll, we'll have a boiled peanut burning as well. <laughs> a, big, oh a big boiled the, peanut. Yeah. So the, oh the, it'll burn too good. The thing, <laughs> <They're I'm, wet. laughs> the thing I'm getting out of this is dry peanuts good, wet yeah, peanuts correct. bad. Farmy yes. right. dog turds. No one needs that. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, before we get out of here, I want to make sure uh, if, if you haven't already, check your voter registration and, and keep doing it up until the election because there are games being played across the country. Uh, you can head over to our website and scroll. Uh, there's actually a, a link now. I put a box that you can check your voter registra- registration directly from our website. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, as well, I want to mention election poll clerks and managers are needed for the November 8th uh, general election. Um, we saw in the primary as well as the runoff that there were uh, polling locations all over the place that were closed. Not necessarily weren't available. You had to go to another polling location. Uh, they but just weren't staff. Yeah, they, they, we didn't have we didn't have the staff in Lexington. Any any of the counties, everybody's running dry. Uh, this is this is one of those situations I think that was uh, uh, exaggerated uh, by COVID, and we're not seeing the return of a number of the because for the most part it's retirees. Yeah. That's who shows up. Listen, when you've lost one million Americans, yeah. On top of your normal death rate, so even if you're a COVID denier and you believe it was you know blown out of proportion, one million more people died over the course of two years than yeah. normally Sheesh. had in years past. Yeah, that's going to impact the jobs, 
the, the, the labor force, the volunteers, absolutely everything. So you talk about the struggles we're having. Mm-hmm. We keep forgetting we lost a million damn people. Yeah. I know, I know a good number of them. Me yeah. too. Yeah. You know, every one of us know, and, and our mind just can't seem to wrap it around a million. And, yeah. and and you talk about a lot of the problems we have today. There's the root cause right there. Yeah, yeah. It's still lingering. Still well, people. If you're if you're able and you're interested, do me a favor. Go to Google and just search for election poll worker with your zip code, and they will give you the information. You'll find the information to the county seat, telephone numbers, whatnot. Just volunteer. You get paid for it. There's nowhere in this entire country where you don't get paid to be a poll worker. It's mm-hmm. not a lot of money. It's a 14, 15 hour job for the for the day. You do have to go through training, but. It's it ultimately it, it, when you are when when there are enough people staffing the polling locations, then ev- then Hell then no. that shores up Hell everyone no. gets to vote. You think people are just tired of that camera being on them as they're counting, like Fox News in the background, like oh he missed one, tapping on the glass. <laughs> I want to say most of those people aren't coming back. Oh yeah, because uh, if you if you watch the uh, the election hearing or the uh, January sixth hearing, uh, there was the the story of the woman in Fulton County, her and her mother that ju- the death threats and and like you know that's what i'm saying done. like once your face is on that tv yeah yeah they're done it's so hard to do all right guys yeah. thank you for being here to do the program bill thank you very much bill, it bill, was uh bill, terrific bill, bill. i want to see you get elected uh, any any chance for any debates coming up i i have never seen a debate happen I've that seen, is a shame i've seen forums we yeah. gotta start past, running debates man but i you know what i have an opinion about debates I, oh, okay. I, I honestly don't know how effective they are in persuading anybody. So let's say I go up there. Let's say I kick ass, wipe them up and down. You think any of his supporters are going to flip over to me because of it? No, right. Just it just it, <laughs> no, it you're just right. Reinforces. You know, they just think you think of the Biden Trump debates. It didn't change one vote. Yeah, you're right. It really didn't. So I I don't know that a debate does anything but make your people feel good about you. Yeah. That's my opinion. Um, but if there is one, I'll show up. They do have at Cokesbury College. It's a historic college. It's not an active college. Mm-hmm. Um, they have what's called um, the stump speeches so all the politicians typically go there they give their spiel I've been to them every year Uh, they're a lot of fun but this will be my first time giving a speech so I am (laughs) I've seen them they are all very boring they're very predictable they have not seen the likes of me come through how are you going to make yours different speech what, what well i may show up dressed in drag that's what i'm yeah, talking so, about you know, <laughs> the the will love it. Right i'm gonna, I'm yeah, gonna leave it as a game time it. decision but uh it'll, it'll certainly be different than the normal spiel it will be they're, they're, i'm not gonna put on a show i'm not gonna put on an act they're gonna see me yeah but they're not they have not seen the likes of me before yeah i can guarantee great. you that awesome as always thank you nick the geek engineer and producer owner and operator of got sound studio check out details on how you can utilize his talent and production expertise at got sound studio Studio.com. Thanks to Muff the Producer. You can follow him on Instagram at Muff the Producer. Thanks to Shiana Rivers for our intro and outro. Follow her podcast, Who You Call in Holistic. As well, thanks to Trent Clark, a.k.a. DJ Lonzo, currently entertaining the main course in Columbia, South Carolina. Make sure to go by. Have a good time. You can contact Trent for all your entertainment needs. Trent at theallaboutnothing.com and on Instagram at therealdjlonzo or by phone 803-262-7982. If you enjoy the show, consider becoming a patron by visiting our website and clicking on the link at the top of the browser that will take you over to our patreon page you can find details on how you become a supporter you can check out our benefits there or just consider a donation so that we can continue to bring you this nonsense we enjoy doing it we enjoy you enjoying it as always you can follow us on facebook just search for all about nothing us on twitter and instagram at aan underscore pod or find links to all of our social media and available podcast platforms by visiting the allaboutnothing.com if you'd like to be heard on the show you may call and leave us a message 803-672-0533 if the time between these episodes 
is too far apart, you can fill that time by checking out our partner podcast. Zach and I host What the Pod Was That with Carrie Simmons, available on most of your podcast platforms. You can visit whatthepodwasthat.com for links and details. Carrie and Chrissy host Status Macabre on most of the podcast platforms as well. Find details at statusmacabre.com. As well, you can check out our own DJ Lonzo's Top 5, hosted by Trent Clark, available on most of your podcast listening platforms. All right, Bill Kimler is the Democratic nominee for South Carolina House Seat 13 here in South Carolina. So uh, make sure that, uh, you know, check out the webpage because there's a lot of information there that uh, may uh, find you align more directly with him than with uh, McCreevy because apparently he's a one-topic campaigner, candidate. So, all right. One-trick pony. Yeah, there you go. That was probably what I was looking forward to saying. I got you. All right. The All About Nothing podcast. Thank you very much, Zach King. Thank you very much, Trent Clark. Everybody stay safe and have a week. This The All About Nothing podcast is recorded live from the Maddie Johnson podcast studio at GOT Sound Studio in Columbia, South Carolina. The All About Nothing podcast is produced and engineered by Neek the Geek, owner and operator of GOT Sound Studio. To support the show, please visit theallaboutnothing.com for links to social media, merchandise, and more. Become a patron of the show by following the Patreon link at the top of our page. The All About Nothing podcast is an entertainment product of Barrett Gruber. Special thanks to Zach King, Trent Clark, Muff the Producer, Neek the Geek, and you, our listeners. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share. If you're on YouTube, please hit the like button and the notification bell. Thank you for listening. The All About Nothing podcast is a part of the GOT Podcast Network and a product of Barrett Gruber Entertainment and Media.